When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk about the things that are happening in the world. Rahila, how are you? I'm good. Time to take out the trash. <laughs> no, stop saying that. Wah, wah. Anyway, um, listen, what do you want to start with first? Do you want to start with what's going on with Russell Simmons or do you want to talk about the Titanic submersive? Or <laughs> Well, I, I don't know anything that's going on with Russell Simmons. Like, I, I don't know anything about the story. Um, so I'd be interested in learning about that. Russell Simmons, uh, not a good guy, um, not a real bad guy. Um, so not really looking forward to that. And then also like the Titanic submarine thing is, I don't know, man, it's they're billionaires and this is a silly expedition, but it Mm -hmm. is also like the worst way to die. Like it is giving me nightmares about the way people are, are maybe under a threat so yeah really two winners here for me i know listen i'm gonna just run down the list of things i wrote that we should talk about today russell simmons jonathan major the titanic billionaires <laughs> hunter biden rfk and joe rogan uh andrew tate it's not good <laughs> things are uh, not good oh, listen let's just i'm gonna you know what let's talk about the titanic submarine first okay sounds good First of all, it's not a submarine. It's called a submersive because apparently in order to be a submarine, you have to like have all these regulatory things in place so that Mm -hmm. when people travel within the submarine, they can make it back up to the the earth. Um, But uh, with a submersive, you could just do whatever. You could just fucking like, you know, it's it's essentially like a metal sleeping bag that you just throw people down. It's a little... That's it. And it's sad because everybody's like focusing on the controller because it's like you have like an RV or that's what those were called, right? Like the like the little trucks that you used to get from like Radio Shack or whatever, like the remote control. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, Yeah. it's like the little RV or like just a yeah, like a motorized little like a little remote control car. It's for for now terms terms, I would say it's uh, the Mario, you know, the Mario Kart. (laughs) thing yeah. that you can do that's what it is though but it's like the mario kart thing that you can put in your house right you have like the little and then you can go mm-hmm. around your house or whatever mm-hmm. that's basically what it is yeah yeah except it's carrying like six humans inside of it yes some high net worth human beings in there now did each person pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars, or did they have to spend a total of two hundred fifty thousand dollars to 
like was that the to fill all the seats was two hundred fifty thousand dollars. My guess would be it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars per person. That's usually yeah. how rich people operate, right? Like it's not yeah. like nothing is actually tied to like the value of what you're getting. There's a there's a steep markup uh, when it comes to rich people. Yeah, um, you, the people should know, love the Titanic. If the Titanic is on TV, you're going to watch it. You're going to watch the whole thing. I, I like how you say the Titanic. It's just called Titanic is the movie. And I, I don't like how you're pointing the out movie that. movie is not called the Titanic? Yeah, it's just called Titanic. <laughs> really? Yeah. When I was younger, you know, I talk a lot of shit about Leonardo DiCaprio. But when I was younger on my computer, there was a folder of just Leonardo DiCaprio pictures. I know the pics. I know the pictures uh, in question here. Also, there are pictures from the Titanic, and then there's also pictures from a People magazine shoot that he did. It was like a black and white thing. Um, and, and I like how you're throwing me under the bus when you're the one that loved Titanic growing up. I was I in the 1997-98 Oscar race. I was rooting for Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. You were rooting for you Titanic. You were like, I'm so smart, and I was like, I got to see women's breasts on a large TV. <laughs> And I said, I don't want to see them. Boo. <laughs> you were like, give me Matt Damon and Ben Affleck again, please. Yeah. Um, I love the Titanic. I love, I can't believe I keep saying the Titanic. That's what I thought it was the whole time. You thought Titanic was called the Titanic? Yeah. You're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I watched that film eight times, I believe, in the movie theater. And I don't even think that I waited for it to come out to the dollar theater. Remember the dollar theater that we had? I of think course. I made our mom go with me to see it like multiple times in the movie theater and pay like the full six fifty or seven fifty or whatever it was back then. Exactly. And one of those times I went with you and then I snuck out and I watched Goodwill Hunting for the third time. You did? Yes, I did. <laughs> well, the first time we all went as a family, all five of us, we were all there. Uh, yes, it was uh, um, It was Valentine's Day 1998. I remember it uh, very clearly. <laughs> Wait, is it also because you got to see um, boobies on a large screen? Yeah, and it was, it was uh, Love at First Sight. Um, it was also, I believe, it was the NBA All-Star Game also that day, if my memory serves correct. I got to look it up. Um, because was, it was Michael Jordan's last All-Star Game. Oh. I was just recently on a podcast uh, called I Am The Cute One, which everybody should go listen to. We covered the movie Deep Impact. And we talked a lot about the year 1998. And it feels to me like 1998 is actually like a core memory year for me. Like the 13 was like a big yep. year for me. 1998 was a great year all around. Uh, mm -hmm. Most importantly for us, our stupid brother graduated high school and he left home, which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple of other major things that just top of mind, Titanic, uh, Armageddon, which was huge for me. Mm -hmm. um, I guess Deep Impact also. Great movies in 1998. Um, great movies. Great else? music in 1998. Great music. Uh, the... The Soccer World Cup was in 1998. The Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl. First time an AFC team won in like 13 years. It was huge. 1998, a lot of stuff happened in 98. A fun fact for you about me is that I went through puberty. Oh, that is gross. Well, now 1998 <laughs> will be a dark memory. 
I came into my womanhood. No, oh, God, stop, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> anyway. No, back to yep. this submarine, the submersive thing, right? Like, I, like, I'm really trying to figure out, like, what is the, what is the appeal of going down there? Is it getting to see the wreckage yourself? Like, are these folks trying to, I guess, understand something? Are they, are they like, trying to discover something or do they just want to see the wreckage what is the point i think i think that they are enthusiasts okay i think they want to see the wreckage um but yeah i wanted to ask you because you enjoyed this movie quite a lot would you <laughs> if you had all the money the, okay let's say okay let's say this was a safer journey mm -hmm. and you had money to go down mm -hmm. there and check it yeah. out yeah would you do that Absolutely not. Like if the if the price tag is still two hundred and fifty thousand, I've been poor for long enough that I know the value of two hundred fifty thousand. Like that is not something that I that I need to do. I'd much rather just uh, take an edible and watch a Titanic documentary. I think I get the same experience. Yes. I would do it in a bathtub if I really want to feel the water or whatever. But um, <laughs> I would no, never want no to way. do it in a bathtub. That's terrifying. <laughs> No, I mean, you watch the movie, it's like on your iPad or something, um, and uh, you just hang out. Yeah. Um, do you? So apparently within the uh, the group of people that are in there, we do have to say, for the culture, there is a Pakistani man in there. Yeah. And, and his 19-year-old son. And that yeah. makes me sad. Well, and, just that a 19 make, and that making you sad makes you a monster because there are four <laughs> other souls on there that okay, have hopes the and dreams that and are desires. On there are elder, they're older, they're very, very wealthy. And I, yeah. to be honest, I'm like, you've lived long enough. But that 19 year old, like, first <laughs> of all, that, that dad, honestly, that dad is like, Ugh. you know, he probably thought he was doing like a cool thing with his son. Apparently, this is this is a Pakistani family that's like super prominent in Pakistan. I don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know who they are. But I feel like that dad was probably like, I'm going to do a cool thing with my son. And like, so to be stuck in that, like, just as a parent, right? Like when you're stuck in a situation, when you're in a jam yeah. with your kid, because mm -hmm. your kids will look to you to be like, how do we get out of this jam? And then when you don't have a fucking yeah. answer for it, that is very, very sad. So yeah. I feel like that's it's tragic. very tragic. People are going to be, people may die out of this. The entire thing is tragic. But it is interesting like that, like, you know, how like sometimes your dad will want to take you to like, sightseeing somewhere like he's like oh let's go to the caves let's look at some crystals or something so that's probably yeah. what this ultra rich dad that's probably the way that he was thinking about it like oh this is gonna be a fun memory for both of us and now it's sad that's man. very sad i know i will say this that you know starting to get all woke and bring it down worse more so than we've already been brought down about the submersive it's that i do have to say that it bothers me that like they're like we got the all all the news all the news is like covering this this little tin can that's underground or whatever first of all so deep into the ocean too deep Mm -hmm. into the ocean mm -mm, the, not the titanic is uh sunk uh, inconveniently deep uh for tourists so also did you know like that it's like right here like i'm not saying it's right here but it's like <laughs> right like it's right by long island like boston like it's not it's isn't in the it atlantic up, like in new finland like isn't mm -hmm. it up there 
No, it's lower. I think it's like closer to Maine and and Boston. I keep no, I saying Boston, so. Massachusetts, think... Rhode Island. Okay. I, I like how you say it's right here in the Atlantic, as if the Atlantic isn't the second largest ocean in the world. Yeah, it's right here, right next door. <laughs> you live close to the beach. No, yeah. so first of all, so anyway, it's very far deep down into the ocean. Very, very scary. Um, but I have to say, like, you know, we know, I feel like this comes up more in front in our in our news feeds, I guess, because maybe just because like we're Muslim and we're aware of like the refugee crisis, but like there are still boats of migrants that are like drowning in the Mediterranean, trying to escape from like Syria to get to Greece and stuff. And like that stuff doesn't get covered. Those people are not rescued. Oftentimes they are, you know, they get to the shore and they're told that nobody's going to get them. Uh, There's been obviously stories of, like European nations not letting those boats dock and then those boats end up, you know, capsizing or whatever and people die. So like that stuff breaks my heart, obviously, because again, drowning is a fucking terrible way to go. I mm-hmm. believe you shared it is your, uh, is the it's way that you least, don't want to die. Yeah, it's my least favorite, especially like in- It's your like, least I, favorite I, way to die. <laughs> it's my least favorite way to die. Um, no, especially like in that, like they don't have room apparently to like walk around in the same because it is so tiny. Right. Yeah. So just the thought of that, the anxiety of it is a nightmare. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, no, I agree with you. Right. I think, you know, and this isn't just regarding this story. This is regarding news in general. Right. A lot of mm-hmm. times things uh, kind of come across our feed because of trivia. Like, the reason why, you know, six people are potentially in danger and may potentially die is bad. It's terrible. But the reason why it's in the news is because there's trivia associated with this story, right? One is that they were going down to see the Titanic. So it's like, oh, look at that. You know, this is an interesting story. The second thing is, like, you know, people are going to point out that it's very rich people that are doing this, right? So they're not worth also counts for something and it's just kind of how we measure human life which is sad right so yeah yeah well um apparently they only have enough air in there to make it to thursday so that's Mm -hmm. pretty bad and and they're like not even sure they're like we think we think that there's enough air in there to make it to thursday it, they said they have they have like ninety six hours of emergency oxygen, right? Yeah. But that's also that depends on whether or not this thing was damaged by something else. So yeah, you think it was the orcas? Because you know the orcas are wreaking havoc. They are they are not playing around. <laughs> I did not know it was the, the orcas. I did not know it was the orcas. I'm not really a big like fish person. Um, you know, what? like <laughs> you're not a seaman. Yeah, I'm not a seaman. I believe, although, aren't orcas, are they mammals? Is that how that yeah. works? Aren't dolphin yeah. mammals? Yeah, Whales are mammals? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. These are uh, orcas are general, the killer whale. The killer yeah. killer whales. Apparently, they've all gathered, and they're on the co- off the coast of like California right now, and they're fucking things up. They are really over boats and stuff. Yeah. They're literally like, you want to call us killer whales? I'll show you <laughs> killer whales. They're taking back the sea. <laughs> Um, now, have you watched Free Willy? Is yeah, that the thing? Of course. That's an orca, right? I think so. Uh... That's an orca. Uh, 
My uh, only other experience or that, that I've spent or any time that I've spent thinking about orcas was I watched a documentary about SeaWorld and how terrible SeaWorld is. Have you seen that that documentary? No, but I have heard of that. And I'm really, um, I'm glad I didn't go because that would have eaten me up alive. Because I think that when we went to Disney, like as kids, our parents also had tickets to SeaWorld. But yep. I think we just didn't go. I, I don't know what we were doing, but we decided not to go. And then we decided not went. to go. And we, yeah, we went to, uh, I think, Magic Kingdom for like the second time or something. Yeah. Instead. Yep. Yeah. And our mom, I remember uh, me being like a little bit like disappointed that I didn't come with her. And then <laughs> now I'm like, oh, thank God. And then I can't wait to throw that in her face later. You went, you were, you were going to a place that is cruel to animals and mammals. It- it's terrible, man. SeaWorld sucks. SeaWorld is the worst. They just lie to their um, to their customers and stuff like that when it comes to what's happening to these orcas. Well, any place that like has animals, really, like in a place that animals should not be. Honestly, zoos, not for me. Yeah, like, no, like, we can't do bad. this. No. Get them out of here. They should not be in like West Orange, New Jersey. Yeah. You cannot have lions there. Even the lions look at you like, what are you doing here? This is ridiculous. I'm supposed to eat you. And I so I feel like all that stuff is so bad. Like there's no reason for like, you know, these beautiful like giraffes that should be in Africa to be in New Jersey. No. Yeah. And if we do want them in New Jersey, let's let them out. Let's make it a little bit of a fair fight. <laughs> I don't think they want to be here. Um, you know, I will say is an aquarium. I love an aquarium. Sure. No. Have you been I, in one? Yeah, oh I've been God. to an aquarium. No, like recently. Not in the last 30 years. Okay, that's real. Come on. That's that's a bear. You've never. Then you've never. Because who remembers anything at 10? I uh, went to the Toronto Aquarium uh, last summer. And let me tell you something. It was one of the best days of my life. It was so much fun. I would say I had more fun at the aquarium in Toronto than I did at the CN Tower. Okay. I wouldn't go to either one of those places. <laughs> I went with my children, okay, because I'm trying to have them experience life. Yeah, great. You just get anyway. to see the, the city from a higher altitude. Congratulations. <laughs> Very scary. And they're so not impressed. They're like, okay. And I'm like, aren't you terrified? They're like, no. Yeah. Anyway. Let's move on. Let's now move on to shitty dudes. Um, Russell Simmons. So what happened over the weekend is his ex-wife, Kimora, um, Kimora Lee, she was on, she did an Instagram live and her and his daughter, I think her name is Aiko. Um, she was on Instagram live and they went off about him. And apparently he's been harassing his daughters. Um, and he's been really like terrible to them. And so they really she released a bunch of text messages with her dad and all this stuff about like how he's been harassing her and like cussing them out about the fact that they're so supportive of their mom. And I think it all started because she post one of the kids posted a Father's Day post in support of their mom, like being like, you're a great mom. Happy Father's Day. Right. Or whatever. 
and they did not mm-hmm. mention their father because they're not in a good place with their father. He apparently started harassing them, calling them, being like terrible to them, cussing them out. And so the daughters were like, I don't care if I never get job a job in the industry ever again because we know who our father is and we know how much control he has. But like the world needs to know what a terrible person <coughs> he is because the daughters are now, I think, like 20 and 21 or maybe like 20 and 19. I'm not sure. But um, it made me very sad because Kimura was on and she was like crying and stuff. And I think she's gotten a lot of flack because when all of the sexual uh, harassment and assault and rape allegations came out against Russell Simmons, she supported him and said like, no, like this isn't true, all that stuff, right? And now she's coming out and she's like countless women, countless, like how many more people now his own daughters and his, you know, now his own daughters have to come out and tell you guys that he's a monster. And then like, you know, obviously the internet started like re-unearthing all of the terrible stuff that came out about Russell Simmons a couple of years ago, but he just kind of like has been allowed to coast away. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't. I guess I had forgot. I mean, I had heard about the um, rape uh, accusations and stuff, but I never really heard anything new come out of it, right? Like, he's still pretty rich. Like, I don't think they, there's anything that came out of it. But it made me uh, very sad. Yeah, no, it's very sad, right? I, I mean, I don't know what to say about a shitty dad being a shitty dad part of it, right? I think yeah. um, when it comes to Russell Simmons and all of these people, I, th- I guess what would it like five years or six years? Yeah. Like post Me Too, right? Um, the, it felt like at the time that there, you know, there was going to be this huge reckoning. Um, mm-hmm. And it feels like there was reckoning for a bunch of people. Um, you know, some people that, you know, now when you think of them, the first thing that you think of is me too. Right. And that's right. Like, so people like, well, obviously Harvey Weinstein, because he's a fucking monster and he's like the one that, you know, that this entire thing started off with, but like even somebody like Kevin Spacey, right? Yeah. Kevin Spacey canceled, all done, blah, blah, blah. Now it seems like he's being let back in a certain way. Yeah. Um, for me, I what I remember about Russell Simmons, like when I hear his name, the first thing I think about is me too. I yeah. think that, you know, because that's the most recent thing that I've thought of. Um, so I didn't even know what this was about, but I mean, it's, it's the, the thing is there's never going to really be justice. Um, yeah. There's real, there's really no justice for the crime. Um, yeah. At most, some people are going to, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if people are really losing money. I wouldn't expect Russell Simmons to lose money, never lose money to the point that he's going to be broke or anything like that, right? Um, The most that you can hope for is that people stop working with people like this, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's up to the individual. Um, It's really not, it doesn't seem like it's something that the industry can really um, implement, you know, judge. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, you know, I think it made me sad for Kimura because, like I said, she's gotten a lot of shit for like people are like, oh, now you want to, you know, you, now you want everybody to believe you. But when women were saying all this stuff, you went out and supported him. But then a lot of people are also point like she talked in her live about how she started seeing this man when she was in high school. He met mm-hmm. her when she was a sophomore in high school. He's a grown yeah. man. You know what I mean? So. I believe that there is like a grooming component to this too, right? Where you have this extremely powerful, bigger than life person who has created this 
Zen yogi persona about himself, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and you, people are, they're not going to believe you. And I, um, there was this interview that Christiana Mampour did with uh, one of the women who um, said that they had been raped by him, uh, Drew Dixon. And she was a former um, music recording executive back back in the day. And she talked about what had happened and how for many, many years she chose to be silent. And the reason was because she as a black woman also understands the amount of the way that the news covers these types of allegations or these this type of information about about black men. She's like, I understand also what it means to call a black man a violent black a, a violent man yeah. or a rapist like there is a lot of sensitivity that also needs to be like that all this stuff needs to be handled with but she was like but i can say unequivocally that this man is like a horrible abuser he's a rapist he's a terrible person and so like even now obviously like what kimura is saying that he's like been harassing his their daughters and he's been terrible he's been like verbally abusive to the girls and i think he's like financially abusive to them it's it's terrible. And I just like, I wish that people would have, I wish that people would give, I wish that people would give grace to people who like, who come around to speaking their truth at the time that it works, that, that feels right to them. I think a lot of times there's a lot of like, a lot of like the ask is always like, no, you need to also jump on it when everybody else is jumping on it. But I think everybody processes these types of traumatic experiences on their own. So like the fact that now Kimora is going and talking about what ha happened to her, or like how she grew up and everything and what her relationship with him was like. I think that she I think that people should be supportive of her, even if it came years after, you know, everybody expected her to speak up. Yeah, you know, it's. um they it's it's tough because you know on the other side i think you know if if i was one of the women um in the moment that was you know that had said that had accused russell simmons of doing what he did and then i saw his wife or his ex-wife at that time come yeah. out and defend it i'm sure that would have been really really tough right yeah and if that person feels a certain way about yep. Kimora Simmons. I understand that. Yeah. The hard thing in all of these situations, and this is something I think that we're all learning and we're all trying to work on is there really can't be a timeline on empathy, right? Yeah. People need time sometimes to kind of come around. And once they do, they need to have like, there, there has to be um, some sort of an avenue or some sort of acceptance of that uh, regardless of what time they come around and that feels really really difficult to do yeah. it because you're just like fuck you like all of the signs were there i i don't care that it took you this long it took you this long and that's bullshit right yeah the thing is yeah. like nothing at the end of the day nothing kind of gets resolved that way um you know the the women's anger is as righteous as anything Right. It is 100 yeah. percent justified in all those things. Right. It would help the situation if Kimura's um, apology was taken sincerely. I mean, I yeah. think in, in general, I think that is a good thing that could come out of this situation. But asking people that were 
subjected to the crimes of Russell Simmons to have empathy for his wife who defended him is a big ask. Oh, no, and- not the people, not those people. I would say, like, the the general public who ha- likes yeah. to have opinions about things, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, the general public is, you know, that I think that's up to each individual person. Yes, and right? your experience would, with exactly. experiencing that kind of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, did you know that of the people that have accused him, like, seven women have accused him publicly of sexual harassment? And one of those people is Luann de Lesseps, the countess. Oh, really? I did not yeah. know it was the countess, no. Yeah. That's crazy. Makes sense. New York uh, New York City, fashion industry. I, I can see how that can happen. Yeah, exactly. Lou, what are you doing there? <laughs> I mean, what you, it's not her fault. I mean, no, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, Lou, who knew Luann? And that's unfortunate for her. Um, yeah. Okay. Jonathan Majors today, um, you know, after he was um, accused of uh, uh, <clears throat> assaulting his ex-girlfriend, he, I think, went started his trial today or he went he had a hearing today and he now has a new girlfriend and he walked in hand in hand with said new girlfriend. And do you want to know who the new girlfriend is? You know, I know who the new girlfriend is and it breaks my heart. It's Megan Good. Oh, my God. Megan Good. Megan. Megan and I go back to the early 2000s when she was like a video vixen. Oh, Megan. Oh, Megan. Megan. (laughs) And, you know, Megan is going to be, this is going to be really complicated for the Bravo people who like to like have no nuance in anything at all. Mm -hmm. Megan Good is going to be in a movie, a Lifetime movie with none other than Ariana Maddox of Vanderpump Rules. (laughs) So this is really going to put people into a tizzy because they're going to be like, what, how, how am I supposed to feel about this? <laughs> Do I support this movie? Do I not support it? It's Ariana, but oh my God, it's also Megan Good and she's dating Jonathan Majors. And it doesn't matter if you're dating a piece of shit. Should you be judged if you're dating a piece of shit? It's complicated. I, I like how you say these people when you are the people. How do you <laughs> feel about it? <laughs> I'm upset. I think that she's being a real poo-poo head because <laughs> why would you do that, Megan? Like right away too. Like didn't it just right happen? Away. Yeah, she didn't even wait like a couple of like years. Like you let the trial happen, years pass. You're like, oh, he's no, it's right away. This shit just yeah. happened. This happened yeah. in what, March? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happened at the end of March. The dust did not settle. And she said, let me get on that. <laughs> I did yeah. watch Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania this weekend. I have not watched uh I have not watched any of the Marvel movies in quite some time. I think you the last what? one I watched was the Thor one with you. Was that last oh. year? Yeah, no, it was uh late last year, yes. Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. so. That was a good one. Um Ant-Man yeah, it was, it was a be- What? You didn't like it? No. The Thor Love and Thunder? It was bad. We had fun. I had fun because I was sitting next to Noe. <laughs> He's a blast. Yeah. Um, well, Ant-Man was fun. I watched it at home with the kids. And you know what? It's very unfortunate because this motherfucker, Jonathan Majors, amazing as Kang. And I'm like, yeah. you garbage goblin. I think, I think I'm kind of good with the Marvel stuff for a little bit. I don't know. Like, I'm not feeling compelled to go watch any new Marvel stuff anytime soon. Uh, the Garden movie is out. Um, I wanted to go watch that, but I didn't. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. 
That's fine. I'll get to it if I get to it. Yeah. I'm okay with waiting until Marvel movies come out on uh, tape. Yeah. (laughs) On VHS. Yes. Yeah. You know, I was completely in it up until uh, the end of Infinity War or whatever the hell that last one was. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, well, the big thing has already happened. Hey, I'm, no, I'm come on. The last Spider-Man was very good. It was good, sure. I had a good time, but also it was like meaningless. All it was also like, oh, look at uh, all of the properties Disney owns now, so we can have like the two different Spider-Men in it also because we own it all. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I hear the new Spider-Man is very good. Oh, I did see it. I unfortunately do have to go back and watch it again because in the middle of the movie, Noah said he wanted water and my husband (laughs) pre-ordered a bunch of food but did not pre-order beverages. So I had to get up and go get water and I missed 25 minutes of the film. 25 minutes for water? The line was stupid. They should have vending machines. It's like ridiculous that we, yeah. yeah. Uh, So I missed, so I do have to watch it again. So I don't know, maybe I'll watch it again this weekend. But um, it is very good. Uh, The uh, speaking of garbage goblins, um, you see those nonsense. First of all, I'm very happy when I don't think about Joe Rogan. Like I just thought he was gone. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. I don't think we need to talk about Joe Rogan. Suddenly, he's back in the in the timelines, the news feeds. Because he had Looney Tunes RFK Jr. on talking about some COVID bullshit, being an anti-vaxxer and a science denier. And then now there was like a doctor, I guess, who was like debating or tweeting about it. And Mm -hmm. now Joe Rogan is asking that doctor to come on his podcast to debate with RFK fucking Jr. to talk Mm -hmm. about COVID. It's like, I, guys, enough. Not that anybody who listens to our podcast would like it be an anti-vaxxer i'm like guys don't listen to joe rogan yeah uh you know i I think that you know that news story only affects people that are a avid joe rogan listeners um and b are looking that that you know still feel that the science is out or feel that there's some sort of conspiracy theory when it comes to the vaccines right you and i are fully vaccinated people it it feels like we're going to get boosted um, every time there's a chance to get boosted. Yep. Um, so that's who we are. I don't think that that makes us sheep, hopefully. I think the way that I think about it is I think that there was a global pan- pandemic that uh, nobody was prepared for. And the government um, and the medical professionals did the best that they could to try to curb it as soon as possible. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, it the, the vaccine didn't go through all of the like the like the like the safety procedures and protocols that it would regularly go through, but there's also it's also because it was an unprecedented situation, right? What can happen in situations like that is I'm sure there are going to be complications. I'm sure that I'm going to feel complications maybe for the rest of my life. I really don't feel like I I have any complications, but I also don't know because everything because who knows what's going on inside of our bodies exactly who knows what's going on inside me anyway is it the vaccine or is it the things that you buy at quick check who knows exactly the coffee at quick check exactly the coffee at quick check or whatever else i'm eating or putting in my body (laughs) um but i don't like to believe or maybe maybe i'm just being hopeful i don't 
like to, uh, you know, kind of deal in conspiracy theories. I don't think yes. I'm that special. I don't think any of us are that special that somebody yeah. is targeting me with 5G mm-hmm. signals or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think it takes, you know, it's, it, this news story is for a certain type of person, right? And that type of person is looking for any sort of excuse to make a conspiracy theory or just have a bullshit conversation for the sake of having a conversation. Uh, from my understanding, RFK Jr. does not have a medical degree. No, um, I don't not. believe Joe Rogan has picked up a medical degree between Mm-mm. his time uh, on news radio and ending <laughs> up in Austin. And that, and that, I don't think he went to medical school. But being a fear factor some, host, yeah, being a fear factor host, and I don't know what else he did in the middle, but um, or the UFC uh, stuff that he does. But he does seem to know a lot about or be interested in how the human body works, right? <laughs> So congratulations. I'm sure that, you know, he, I'm sure Joe Rogan is more informed about the vaccines than I am. Right. And he has taken that information. And for him, he thinks that the vaccine isn't a good thing. Right. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan. You don't have to take the vaccine. Nobody's forcing you to. Yeah. But let's also not pretend like, you know, what the fuck you're talking about, medically speaking. Right. Yeah. Um, and let's not pretend that RFK Jr. knows what the fuck he's talking about, medically speaking. He can yeah. have an opinion for sure. Right. But it's yes. not it's not one to one. Also, RFK, like I, I heard a clip of RFK Jr. He sounds like shit. He sounds like a deeply unhealthy person. Yes. That's the thing that I think is crazy is I'm like, he sounds like many people did when they had peak COVID. Like, yeah. it doesn't sound good. Why are we listening to him? I mean, I'm not. But like. He's- are we okay? Are you guys okay? Like, what's going on? Take a breath, RFK Junior. I can't. I yeah. can't hear you. Take a breath, buddy. Yeah, people keep posting his pictures and being like, "Oh, would you rather listen to some fuddy duddy doctor or this or this guy who looks like he's 30? I'm like, he looks like he's thirty. <laughs> no, he does not. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No thanks. Nope. Um. Well, speaking of conspiracy theorists. Uh, I don't know how the segue is going to work, but it's not really a conspiracy. Anyway, listen, Hunter Biden today is apparently the news is that he's going to he's going <laughs> to the first son um, of the United States at the moment. Is that what you call it? Right. First son. Yeah. First son. Yeah. First yeah. lad. First lad. Because <laughs> they're Irish. Are they? Yeah. Biden. Isn't he Irish? Oh, Biden. Oh, remember Sarah Palin used to call him Joe Biden. So maybe he is Irish. He is. He was just in Ireland being all <laughs> Irish and shit. Um, Irish Catholic, young lad, <laughs> old yeah. lad. Anyway, first lad, Hunter Biden today, the news is that he's going to plead guilty for not filing his taxes and having some um, unlicensed arms. Mm-hmm. Or for no. lying for his uh, for his arms. Oh, like lying for his guns, gunsies, not his arms, arms. Yeah. Not, not the gun show, be- the gun. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, my question to you is, does it fucking matter? Here's what I know about Hunter Biden, right? Here are a couple of things that I know about Hunter Biden. One mm-hmm. is he seems to have a lot of uh, issues, like addiction mm-hmm. issues, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like they are, you know, they're pretty much in line with any sort of like uh, trust fund kid type mm-hmm. of addiction issues, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can... 
where you have like these deep addiction issues, but you're allowed to fail up over and over and over again. And mm-hmm. people cover for you over and over again. So you're okay. Um, so that's, that's who I think of Hunter Biden, right? I know that Joe Biden says like, he's my hero or whatever. And I'm sure that part of that is a father, you know, just talking out of love for his son or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I know about Hunter Biden is uh, he loves uh, drugs and guns and um, uh, sex workers seemingly. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the only thing that he loves more than that is taking pictures of his guns and drugs and his <laughs> sex workers. Like nobody has ever taken more pictures of themselves <laughs> committing like illicit activities than Hunter Biden. And I don't get it. I don't understand why he loves to be naked and like cover up his dick with his gun. And <laughs> just, he's like, you're like, dude, you're like 54. What are you doing? Okay, here's the thing. Let me tell you something. This might come as a shock to you, but <laughs> I gotta say. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I, no this isn't going down where. Please, God, no. Hunter Biden can get it. Oh, no, God. <laughs> Listen, I'm not proud of myself, okay? This is be. how I know that, you know what? I, too, have been brainwashed by the far left because there's no reason why I should think that, right? Like, there's yeah. no reason why I should be like, yeah, I mean, he's kind of hot. He's- there is. He's a dirtbag, okay? He's total dirtbag. Total dirtbag, okay? I hope that he's paying the sex workers a fair and yeah, generous exactly. rate. Yeah, uh, exactly. Apparently, he's yeah. got a lot of money from China, so he yeah. should be paying them. If he's paying them in yen or whatever, that's fine. <laughs> as long as it is the as going long as market you're, rate. Yeah, it, you know, above the going market rate. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that you get the standard. You need to pay. You need to pay submersive money. <laughs> To the sex so worker. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> oh, boy. So I feel like there's all those things that are wrong with him, but like the, I've seen a couple of clips of him just like fucking like probably high as shit. Yeah. Like whatever talking, and I'm like, he's got some swag. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> This is the reason why. This is the reason why the progressive movement is not taken seriously because of people <laughs> like you. Listen, ladies or gents, if you agree, yeah. please send me a message that you know what? <laughs> Yeah, it's not a crazy thing to say. <laughs> you know, the the dream for you is Hunter Biden hears this and sends you a dick pic because he would do it no, in a second. Let's not. Let's not. He'd be like, I heard your podcast. Could you imagine if it could, what if he's a fan? That's nuts. Um so but, yeah. so the conspiracy theory part of it, because you know, obviously I'm in groups with uh right-leaning people that are apparently very right-leaning so now they're like oh oh how about those uh democratic gun uh laws right oh look he's Mm -hmm. getting off with a slap on the wrist and it's like dude like the thing that he's pleading guilty to is lying on um on uh i think it's called like an arms form or something like that basically you have to fill out a form when you are trying to buy a gun right um and he is guilty of lying on it because he didn't include the fact that he is a recovering addict, right? Mm. So that's the reason why that's what he's pleading guilty to. And I was like, you know, I wish, I agree with you. I wish the the punishment for lying on a gun form was harsher, but it's not because of the Republicans. There's a reason exactly. why. Exactly, like, yes. It's <laughs> like people keep like, you know, and you know, you send them links for like, oh, you know, statistically speaking, when people lie on They're gun forms, looking. they don't go to jail. They yeah. do not care. 
They don't care. No, they just they, get whatever. So yeah. that's a conspiracy theory, which is whatever. It's fine. And also, like, you know, I think Joe Biden has, um, he's going to be asked about it on the campaign trail. He wants to be president again. I think it's not asking too much of the president to explain his son's actions. So that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly uh, within bounds because that kind of stuff comes up in campaigns. Having said that, Hunter Biden is not running for president. Hunter yeah. Biden isn't running for any, um, you know, any role in the government, unlike some other people that are currently under investigation and that also had family members actively working um, for them in their administration. And their family members made something like $600 million based yeah. off of the deals that they made with the Saudis and stuff like that. So it's not exactly apples to apples, but if somebody wants to give Joe Biden a hard time about his son on the campaign trail, fine, go for it. I mean, you know, it's yeah, fine. exactly. And the thing is like people who, like you said, don't read statistics, don't actually read any myth debunking people who's, whose minds are made up will think that this is apples to apples. Will exactly. think that, oh no, yeah. it's totally the same thing. But it's like, well, you're purposely, you're either being purposely obtuse or just willfully ignorant or just mm -hmm. choosing to double down on your it is idiocy and that's fine. That's your choice. God bless America. You get to have a bad opinion. Exactly. Um, this weekend, uh, I was at a family gathering and I overheard somebody talking about furries and um, if you're not familiar with what furries are, I guess they're people who like to dress up in costume. And sometimes it's a sexual thing. Um, yeah. Somehow, the there is a conservative Republican QAnon MAGA um, conspiracy theory myth that mm -hmm. it's basically it's an anti uh, it's an anti trans conspiracy theory, and it is that children in schools are dressing up as furries and they're identifying as animals and parents are need or teachers and, uh, and they're fighting in schools to get litter boxes mm -hmm. uh, because those kids no longer identify as humans. They identify as whatever, as cats. This is a fucking bullshit ass conspiracy theory. I literally overheard somebody talking about it and it took everything out of me to not say anything because it was not my home and these are not my relatives. Um, and so I was just like, keep it to yourself, man. But here's a little bit of the conversation. They were like, oh, I went to Great Wolf Lodge and you know what? I saw somebody, I saw they were giving kids uh, wolf ears to wear, <laughs> which I thought was really crazy. And they're like, and that was a lot. And I thought that was, okay, I'll allow this. But then I saw some lady with cat ears and I was like, oh God. And then somebody responded, yeah, it's really bad. They're fighting for litter boxes. And I was like, yeah. have you guys, have you guys stopped using your brains? Like, I was like, okay, so if you go to Disney World and somebody wears Mickey Mouse ears, are you saying that that person is a mouse who wants to fuck mouse mice? Is that what you're saying? Because like, what have we lost all sense of our brains? Like, what is going on here? And people say it with such conviction too. Yeah, they're fighting for litter boxes. No, they're not. Nobody is fighting for litter boxes. Well, so I mean, this specifically this story, right? And it comes back to your guy Joe. Um, you know, Joe Rogan came out and he said like, that Hunter's this dad? Is, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Joe Rogan came out and he said, this is a crazy story. I know somebody that is involved in school that is, you know, and they are actively fighting for litter boxes. That's what Joe Rogan yeah. said. Right? Yeah. So that clip got shared and it, the news got amplified and over and over and over and over again. Um, and then Joe Rogan came out and he said, oh, I was wrong. The person, I didn't get my source right. It seems that that story is not true, right? Mm-hmm. By this time, the people that have made up their mind, the people that have an anti-LGBTQ agenda that have kind of, uh, that are just kind of over compassion for some reason, that mm-hmm. want to, you know, be angry at a certain s- a set of people, whoever they are, um, by this time, it too much has happened, right? They don't care about the Joe Rogan retraction. I mean, this furry story is something that has been going, I know you and I have been talking about it for like a year and a half. Yeah. And we know somebody who said that their daughter, that somebody in their school, in their daughter's school, came up to their daughter and like started petting her foot, right? Now, do you want, do I want to come out and call this girl who I've known since she was a child a liar? No, it doesn't, you know, that's not a nice thing to say, right? And you never know, you never know what's going on in schools. You never, I, I would never want to say something like that to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. But it gives people enough ammo to just continue believing whatever bullshit that they want to believe, right? Yep. So that's how conspiracy theories live. Um, and that's how they kind of grow. Um, and you just kind of have to be smart, right? I mean, you know, you can fight, you can, again, you can send people links that have stats on it. You can send people Snopes links. If they're going to want to believe something badly enough, they will end up believing it. And yeah. you can only do so much. Right? You can only get so angry about stuff like this. Um, and you just kind of have to hope that there are more people that are still kind of interested in, you know, the truth, um, in reasoning, in logic and all those things. And that in the end, it's going to be OK. It's kind of hard to think about that sometimes because 75 million people voted for Donald Trump uh, yeah. three years ago. Um, and I would expect the numbers to be the same next year. But I think over time, these things kind of get removed, right? I yeah. Think there's like a, there's like an, there's there's like a spike in um, in craziness right now because I think we're at a, at a moment in time with technology and conspiracy and social issues and all this other stuff that is, you know, everything is kind of jumbled into one. Um, I would hope that in about ten to twenty years, things get better because that's all you can do. Yeah. Um, should I share with the people the conversation that uh, our family had with Noah this weekend? <laughs> if you want to. It's a fun one. So I have a son. Huh? What my woke say? king. My woke king. Okay. So uh, we were at a family gathering and my little one, Noah, he's six. And, you know, they were asking him, hey, how many kids do you want? And he was like, a thousand. And he was like, how many How many are going to be boys and how many are going to be girls? He was like, a thousand boys and a thousand girls. And they were like, okay, uh, how how are you going to have a thousand girls? How are you going to have how – many, how many wives are you going to have? And he said, I'm going to have 10,000 wives. And he said, wait, 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 wait. Actually, actually, I just want one husband. <laughs> <laughs> one dad. Just – I want one husband. And and I want a husband and I want them to wear clothes like a girl. And <laughs> naturally, our family members lost it. They were like, what? 
Oh my God. So I apparently, I was not there when this conversation happened. And then our mother was there. And then I was driving with our mother to take her to doctor's offices. And she was like very serious. And she was like, listen, <laughs> I just think that you need to be, I understand. Like, cause she, cause here's the thing. When I talked to Ami about like the reasoning behind the out, like what's going on? Cause first, you know, she was like, what more do they want? They're allowed to get married. What's the issue? And I was like, right. But don't you understand that that could get overturned? Like if you have different types of government in place and all this stuff. And I like, ex- when you explain it to her, like when I explain it to her, she's like, yeah, you're right. Right. But then she was like, I understand, but you know, you have to be careful because do you know that Noah said that he wants a husband in front of everyone? And I was yeah. like, okay. And she was like, can you believe it? And I was like, yeah, probably. I don't care. And she was like, but like you have to be careful because then he's saying that in front of people. And I was like, I don't care what he says in front of people because I because he's six. He also says he's going to be a fireman and an astronaut. So like I and and ultimately I need my kid to know that it those things are not decisions or things that he needs to think about at this age. And it doesn't really matter because regardless of what he wants to be or who he wants to marry, his parents are going to love him no matter what. So she was like, all right, fine, whatever. And then so I asked him, I was like, hey, did you say that you wanted a husband? And he was like, yeah, I do. Because I think two dads would be really fun. Because dads are so fun. They play and they make silly jokes. And Abba, he play fights all the time, but they're so busy. And moms are always having so many rules. And moms are always so strict. And dads are not strict at all. There are no rules with dads. So I want two dads. or I think somebody in our family should have two dads. So there's always somebody to play with. I was like, that's great, buddy. And that was it. And I was telling our mother this and I was like, you know, if I had taken that moment where he was like, I want a husband and I was like, no, you can't think that way. And we don't do those things. Like all I would do would be reinforcing homophobic rhetoric in his mind, thoughts in his mind that he would go to school and he would say to his friends who come from same sex families to say, hey, guess what? My mom said that your family is weird. My mom said that your family is not normal. My mom said that your family is not natural. And what would that do? That would make my child a monster. And so instead, I had a very normal conversation with him because guess what? Kids just fucking say shit when they're six or even when they're older. And it's not a big deal. It's, you know, it's we can laugh about it. Because mm-hmm. first of all, anything Noah says is hilarious to me. He's just yeah. a, naturally one of the funniest people in the world. <laughs> um, I think the reactions are, you know, the reactions are kind of, you know, they're indicative of like the deeper issue with yep. it, it, that, that comes with this conversation that we're actively having um, in the Muslim community right now. Right. And this is something that we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, they don't want for kids to normalize homosexuality, like a homosexual family um, yeah. or, a, you know, a non-traditional family, because people still think that introducing somebody to the idea that homosexuality is normal will make them gay. Yeah. And it's really, really difficult to get a straight person who does not believe that homosexuality is real 
is I'm sorry, it's inconveniently real. Like it's yeah. it's a thing that happens in nature. I'm sorry if it doesn't jive with your beliefs or your morals or whatever, right? It doesn't change the fact that it's real. Yeah. Right? And it's not it's not because of a video that you watch and it's not because of something mm-hmm. that you read. It comes from inside. That's the part that is hard for people to understand, right? And like for everybody that is talking about, oh, we're worried about what the gay agenda does to children's thinking and all those other things, right? I heard that for a while, and now I'm actually going in the opposite direction, which is just, you know, I don't know how these people even look at marriages. I don't know how these people look at relationships. Like, Mm -hmm. if I get married to a girl, right, Mm -hmm. are they going to be imagining how I have sex with that woman is that so, the so i actually brought this up so yeah. our mother was like yes but we can't normalize it whatever and i was like but what do you think happens when two when kids see a same sex person like a same sex family mm-hmm. yeah um and she's like you know they're going to wonder about whatever and i was like no they're not because when they see their parents together and when they see other people's parents together the first thing kids don't when they see them together, the first thing kids think of is not, I wonder how they procreate because kids Mm -hmm. don't think about those things. In fact, statistically, when children find out how they came on earth, it is a horrifying experience. Nobody likes it. It is, it is so bad. Right. And I told our mother this and I was like, it's not a pleasant experience to find out about heterosexual sex. So why would you think that like, it's any different for kids when they see a same-sex family. Number one, they're not thinking about the sexual relations between two people because it's literally not something that kids think about. And number two, even heterosexual sex, when they find out the details of it, is like not a, a fun thing for children to find out. Not exactly. because not because there's anything wrong with it, but just because it's like a gross, icky thing. And we've all, all of us as human beings have had that experience, right? And again, when I broke that town down to her, she was like, you know what? You're right. And then later on, we were talking about this video that Noah had sent, uh, said, like our brother had sent mm-hmm. of Noah saying this stuff to our family. And later on, she was like, you know what? I'm actually really impressed that he can have such open conversations of in course. front of whoever. Yes. And like that was really nice that like, uh, of course, in the moment, our mom was like, oh, my God, what is happening? But like the more I talked to her about it, she was like, it is kind of impressive that he can like so openly sit there and say those things and like not feel shy about saying whatever's on his mind. Of course. Of course it's a good thing. Of course it is. You know what I mean? Like it's because uh, you know i was very very like very very angry over the last 10 days mm-hmm. been very very angry this entire month this entire yeah. month has been very tough um yeah. and over the last week i've kind of just decided to take it easy a little bit and i get as excited about some of these things because it was making me feel bad about my faith because yeah. i was i was you know it kind of felt like these guys that i'm talking to are like the defenders of Islam and yeah. I'm like the anti-Islam because that's just how things are positioned. Right. And I was like, why am I letting that happen? And then I was also like, I am like arguing with people that have openly called homosexuality a mental illness, right. Yeah. That believe that 
it's something that happens to you based off of your uh, childhood. Like you can just turn your experience, yeah, whatever, your experience or whatever, right? I know that to not be true. So yeah. why am I letting this person's words affect me to the level that they are? I mean, I understand why I get angry because, you know, it's fucking hateful language that I'm seeing. Yeah. And yeah. it and it's sad to me that this is what the Muslim community is being tied to. Like this is apparently now this is our this is our, you know, this is our brand image right now. Is like yeah, Muslim currently. community is homophobic. Like yeah, and, that's you know, what we're going in not, with. That's what we're going in with. The There's 2024 a lot of election. Yeah. 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 A lot of Muslims are really, really happy about that. And you know who's really, really happy about it also is a lot of conservatives, a lot of evangelicals that were calling you Satanists uh, yesterday yeah. that now see that you are on their side with this homophobia and they're welcoming you now. Right. Yeah, exactly. And apparently you can't see like that shit is not transparent to you. So all of that makes me very sad and very angry and, and all those things, right? But at the same time, you have to, I'm not going to change a person's mind if they literally think that homosexuality was only changed from a mental illness in the 70s because of woke doctors. Somebody said yeah. this to me. They yeah. said that, oh, a couple of woke doctors got together and changed how homosexuality is seen, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This person isn't a PhD. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to argue with, with somebody? <laughs> What's like their this, PhD right? in? Exactly. I, I have no idea. It's like chemical engineering. Um, oh, yeah. It's then, okay. Your chemical engineering degree has nothing to do with medical science. So, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, you know, people that are talking about the morality, oh, we have to be, we have to have our morals in place because we're Muslims and it is wrong. Homosexuality is wrong. It's against our morals. And then when you send them statistics of like, conversion therapies are leading to twice as many suicide attempts, right? Mm -hmm. Those same people that are all about morals uh, can openly say, well, a lot of gay people have suicidal tendencies anyway. So what's the difference? Like that's yeah. essentially what they're saying, right? Mm -hmm. So of course that's infuriating, right? It's very sad and it makes me very angry. At the same time, I'm not going to change their mind. Yep. So I'm not going to let them drag me down with them. I'm not going to let them taint my perception of my faith. So, you know, we got, I think we got 10 more days of Pride Month. It's been a very, very tough Pride Month uh, because it's opened my eyes to a lot of homophobia that I understood homophobia existed in Islam, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Of course I understood that. But I always thought that it was dudes just being weirded out by gay people, right? Because mm -hmm. again, oh, gay sex is gross or whatever. Well, you know what? Your straight sex, me imagining you having straight sex is also it's gross. Horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. terrible, yeah. right? I thought it was limited to that. It's not. It's limited to some fucking like medieval thinking. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So we are like in some situations we're like two centuries behind mm -hmm. until that until that stuff gets catches up. It's not worth it to get into like these drag you know these drag out fights um, yeah because that's just it's just it makes me sad more so than yeah i told our mom a couple of things like right off the bat i was like first of all if you're worried about kids being like confused or like you know thinking about things too sexually i was like we grew up watching bollywood movies where women were massively objectified and there was some homoerotic stuff between dudes that we saw but like, if you weren't gay, then you're not going to be gay now, right? Um, 
I also told her how like there's way worse things that I know that women have experienced within Muslim communities, within mosques that have been covered up by men. And those men have continued to like exist within the community. I'm not saying that's like anything indicative of Islam or anything like that, but it's just like, I told her this because they said that is why I don't necessarily care what the Muslim community that is like out there protesting against pride. I don't really care what their opinion is because when it comes to protecting women within the mosque, when it comes to protecting black people within mosques, I don't see them speaking out in support of them. Instead, they are rallying against another marginalized group of people that have not done anything to them. In fact, they have been supportive of them. Um, They're out there protesting against a group of people who have done nothing to them instead of actually focusing their resources on protecting the marginalized people who exist within their communities, who are people that they want to like dole out when they want to get diversity points, right? Oh, our mosque has black people. Oh, look at all these women. But like, if you talk to a woman at a mosque, she doesn't often feel safe. She doesn't feel valued. She doesn't feel heard. Uh, black people within Desi communities, especially um, South Asian mosque communities, do not get any representation. There is massive amounts of racism within these communities. So I'm like, eh, if that's how they treat like the people that you want to pretend like you actually care about, mm -hmm. then of course, of course, they're going to treat gay people this way. Of course they are. So I've just like, I told her those things and she was like, well, you're not wrong. And I was like, see, see. So just like it's important to have conversations with your kids, I think sometimes having conversations with the elders also helps. Because, you know, I will... I'm also the one to do that with her and she'll she'll change her mind, I'm sure, by having one conversation with somebody else, but at least it's something. Yeah, it sounded like she changed her mind last night, by the way. Somebody else was over. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I hate that you're right about this stuff um, because you are right. But I think we've talked about this before. I think a lot of homophobia, especially in the Muslim community, and I think... It, especially in any sort of like religious community mm -hmm. is still kind of tied into misogyny um, yep. of some sort, because you are thinking about gender roles and you are thinking about a woman's worth being measured in how many babies that she can have. Right. Yeah. So if, a, if sex is happening and there's no baby at the end of it, what is the point of the sex that this sex must be evil. Right. And it's, it's a way of putting women down. Um, yep. And then, you, you know, you also remind me of like the Bollywood stuff, right? Like, we grew up watching Bollywood movies where they would indicate sexual assault had happened by throwing like a dupatta in the air, right? Yeah. That is how trivial sexual, sexual assault, assault was. was. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So let's, you know, let's be honest about the things that we watched growing up and let's be honest about how they affected us. And let's have actual honest conversations, not just because there are things that we are uncomfortable with, right? We yeah. are uncomfortable with the fact that you know, it seems that you can't just pray away the gay. Like, it would be great for everybody if you could actually pray away the gay, right? I think that's what people want. But yeah. guess what? That's not how it works. That's not how homosexuality works. That's not, you can't just, you can't just change a person's nature. And you have to learn, like, it's hard work. You have to learn to love a person that has a different experience than you, that loves in a different way than you, right? Just because yeah. it doesn't make sense to you today doesn't mean that you get to judge how sincere or genuine that love is. That's all you have to do, right? Yeah. Everything else yeah. is kind of garbage, right? And then, like, you see, like, 
because we haven't kind of really delved into this a lot um, in the group over the last week or whatever, like mm-hmm. you see them kind of losing steam and you yeah. see them kind of changing the tone of it where they're like, well, so, you know, now we're like, they send out links about like, um, you know, something, I think somebody sent something about like, you know, falling in love with a, or, or being in love with like a woman or somebody that's a feminine, it's called like, I know something with like gyno something. Anyways, okay. the whole point of it was to say, oh, see, you know, the LGBTQ community wants to put too many labels on things. And that is ridiculous. And we shouldn't be forced to put this many labels mm-hmm. on this. And we shouldn't have to kind of cater to multiple different types of people. Right. So that's where the conversation is right now. And I'm like, dude, do you want me to forget the fact that you called me the F word um, like 10 days ago? Like this yeah. is a thing that you said or that you yeah. called homosexuality a mental illness and you were okay with people dying. Like yeah. I'm not going to engage with you. Like this isn't, you don't just get to, I don't just get to forget that. And you don't yeah. just get to forget that. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, and uh, I, another thing like that I had to tell our mother was that um, two things that I told our mother and our brother was that, you know, I have always, and I've always, I've talked about this before. I've always felt the most um, myself around my friends who I grew up with who are not Muslim. And I told my mom that, our mom that too, right? Like I said, that there are, I, I have felt more peer pressured to like do bad things around my Muslim friends than any of my non-Muslim friends because they're my non-Muslim friends, people who genuinely, who I still love, who genuinely truly believe in inclusivity. And inclusivity means you love somebody without condition and you allow them to exist and experience life in whatever way they choose to. So my friends who were not Muslim saw me not drinking, not dating, whatever in high school. And they never looked at me and said, that's weird. They said, hey, we love you because even though you do life differently than us, it doesn't really matter. When I've gotten to college and I started making friends with Muslim people, it weirded them the fuck out that I did not do life the way that they did. They did yeah. either I was not Muslim enough or I was not liberal enough. And I told Ami that and I was like, you know, you have to understand that like when I I gave her some props too. I said, I think the reason why I was okay to stand in my space and say, no, this is, these are my beliefs and this is how I choose to do life. And I'm not going to be like peer pressured into anything else is one, because I had these great group of friends who like at a very important age, like in high school, when you feel like a fucking weirdo, they appreciated me and they said like, you're great. And I don't think you need to change. But I think it was also because like our parents didn't necessarily like, yes, we had only primarily like they see family friends and stuff, Mm -hmm. but our parents didn't necessarily belong to one type of group of people. Like we had a range of people with a range of religiousness. And there were some people that were more religious and some people that were less. And let's be honest, our parents were just kind of shooting the shit. They weren't really... They were chubby funsters, you call them. They were having a great time. (laughs) They were living life. They were like, whatever, do whatever, show up on Eid, have some food. Like, Our parents were not pushing religion that way. So I did tell her, I was like, that is why I choose to raise my kids very similarly. Um, I add more talking and therapy than our parents did. But like, 
I choose to raise my kids more similarly because I want them to know that like you don't have to have one kind of group of friends that look like you or pray like you or talk like you or have the same interest in you. And there might be times in your life when you do have that. But if that changes, that's okay. And so I told her that. And I also said that like, ultimately, I know that your beliefs, and I said this to her and I said this to her brother, I know that your beliefs are different than mine, but I also know that despite the fact that you're being very vocal about all of the things that you believe right now, I know you and I know that if my kids were gay or trans, you would still love them. And they're like, they won't say anything. Like, um, you know, Ami was like, yeah, of course, like whatever. But they won't necessarily want to even think about that possibility because to them that is so hard to think about. But I like to remind them that because I'm like, you can sit here and talk a big game and be all rah, rah, rah homophobia, but I know you and you're part of my family and I'm not this way just out of like a fluke. I'm not a, I'm like you and I are not like the exceptions to the rule that exists in our family. I know them. And I know that in that situation, if my child was struggling with their identity and my child, you know, was trans or my child was suicidal because they had to hide the fact that they were gay. And I was like, no, I'm going to be open and I'm going to be public with you. And we are going to love this child. I know that my mom and my brother would love my child. I know that for a fact. So that's like something that I have told them because I think it's important for them to know that too. Because I think sometimes when you say you're being homophobic, they just get on the defense and they're like, oh, now you just want to throw labels at me and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I mean, the labels are whatever you're thinking right now is homophobic, but I also know that you would be the best fucking uncle to my kid. You know, you would continue to be the best uncle to my kid. Exactly. And, you know, and because we know them and because I do know our family, I also know that the reason why they don't give you a yes on that is because like us, like you and I, they are extremely petty people. We are so petty, petty motherfuckers. The we are so petty. Is. We will not give an inch uh, if somebody does not align with our beliefs. So they are not going to give that to you right now. But of course, listen, I... You know, even the folks that uh, uh, right now I, I can't even think clearly um, about like having them in my life based off of some of the shit that I've read that I've read this month. Right. I still know that I have more in common with that person than I have less in common. Like if we were actually like, you know, if it came up to it, then we would be there for each other. Right. And yeah. I think that they would be there for their kid. I honestly do feel that i think right now it's easy to be homophobic because it is just a theory it's not reality for them right they have been exposed they think that they can shut themselves off but that's not how life works um and you know i don't want to you know i would never want to put somebody in an uncomfortable situation and i I don't wish that upon them i don't wish any any of that stuff on them because i think there's a lot of sadness that kind of that can that can happen when like you have to deal with like the reality of the world and it's uh different from what your thinking was yeah um but i still do believe that the core that you know at the very least these folks are doing what they're doing, saying the hateful shit that they're saying because they believe in the virtue of it. They believe that this is their way of expressing love for a child. Like they honestly believe that expressing love for 
a gay child in certain in certain in certain situations this isn't no i shouldn't say that this is like a blanket statement or whatever but you know people that think that you can kind of pray away the gay or you can have conversion therapies or blah 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 that it's just so you just need god's will and all this other stuff they think that they are doing a good act they think that they're being loving to the child right yeah the fact that it's not the fact that it's hateful is kind of Besides the point in this argument, only because it, at the very least, it lets me know that they have some empathy for the person. They just don't have enough data. I think that's what it is. Like they don't have the data. They're not considering all of the facts. And that's sad because it's fucking 2023 and we shouldn't be having these conversations, but here we are. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody once asked me at like a, we were at somebody's house and there were a couple of parents there and somebody was talking about like, oh, we know so-and-so and their child is, you know, going off to college and they're really nervous because they're worried about all of this like influence and their child exploring sexually and all this stuff. And, you know, they were really stressed out. I mean, what do you guys, like we're kind of like sitting up maybe four or five couples and we all have children of different ages. Some have teenagers, some have kids younger than me. And they were, uh, they were like, you know, what do you, what do we all think about that? And our parents were saying different things, right? Like, oh yeah, you know, you have to like be careful. It's the internet. You got to really like figure it out, and you have to be hyper vigilant. And all of the answers they were giving were very like, we need to be more on top of the stuff that our kids consume. And mm-hmm. none of it was we need to actually like have a conversation with our kids and like figure out what they want. And so, like, when they got to us, they were, like, they asked me and Fahad, like, what do you guys think of it? And I was just, like, hey, man, like, I almost lost my son. Like, I almost lost a child. So I have no interest in sitting around and figuring out whether or not, like, my child exploring their sexuality in college is going to, like, like, I don't think of that matters as long as they're happy and they're safe. Like, that just doesn't matter to me because mm-hmm. whatever I have to do to make sure that my child doesn't die is the only thing that ever will matter to me ever again. And they were very confused to even like, not confused, but they were very like, oh, that's right. I didn't even think about that. Like, and I think that's mm-hmm. something also that like me and Fahad get to we have like this blessing and a curse of like having to think about that often because when you talk to parents who are so anti all of the stuff, they're very like quick to jump over the suicide rates, right? Quick to jump over the mental health component, quick to jump over like this idea of how hard it must be for people to live within shadows. They're quick to jump over it because I don't even think that they have ever considered those types of dark possibilities because it just seems so far away from them. Like, no, of course that would not happen to my kid because because I've done everything to make sure that my child is safe. Like that's mm-hmm. that's as far as their brain goes. But because yeah. I think we have had to think about it, I just think that we have a different um, reality that we exist in. And I know this to yeah. be true about people who are actually like a lot of my friends who are black, who have been raising black sons, right? Like. And I know that even within the black community, there is a lot of homophobia. There's a lot of transphobia. Um, and so I think when you're raising boys of color in America, you often have to think about that possibility too. Uh, or raising yeah. black boys in America, you have to think about that possibility too. Your biggest concern is making sure that your child is safe and happy. All yeah. the other stuff, 
all the other stuff can happen like later. All the other stuff is like general exploration of what it means to be a human being. That's it. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> really brought it down. Yeah. 200 miles into the sea. <laughs> the submersive conversation uh, brought, brought to you by whatever. What's the name of the company that's sending this, uh, these uh, tin cans down into the ocean? I believe it's called Nothing Bun Cake. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Nothing Bun Cake. Do you think they had food? Wait, go back. Let's go back to the Titanic oh, just, just real quick. The submarines, right. uh, submersives. How many hours were they supposed to be down there? I have no idea. I don't know how long do you how long do you visit a wreckage for? What's the what's the proper time to visit a wreckage for? How long does it take for that uh, that little bullet to go down into that little neutral bullet to go down into the ocean? I don't know. The wreckage. This is a problem. We are ill-informed people. Idiots. We should not be talking about this. no. Just we morons. Should. I know. All right. Well, if you know the answer, let us know. Because my question is like, what about food and bathroom? Because there's no bathrooms. No. No. They're peeing into bags. Yeah, man. If they're alive. That's rough. If they're alive. Ooh. All right. Well, sorry to bring it down. Anyway, that's the end of this episode. I'll be back later this week to talk about regular housewife stuff. And I will also be on Who Asked Me podcast to talk about the secrets and sisterhood, the Sozada sisters. Is that like, so somebody shared that clip of of like the girls like praying and then they're drinking and somebody's like, no, 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 we can't have. Is that, is that them? Yes, that's right. Oh. You well, know I'm not going to be watching that show because reality TV is stupid. But I'll be I, honest <laughs> with you. It's one of those shows where I think to myself, you know, maybe we have gone too far left. <laughs>